please join me in the spirit of prayer. Ever-loving, ever-faithful God, our Alpha and Omega, I give you thanks that in you we always have a new beginning, whatever our endings may be, that you are with us as we come and as we go. Lord God, continue to feed our souls from the wellspring of life so that we may serve you in courageous witness to the new Jerusalem to come. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We gather around an ending today. And my favorite story about endings concerns my own father, the last flight of my father. My father, as some of you know, was an airline pilot, and the last flight of a pilot is a very big deal. Dad worked, speaking of endings, for Transworld Airlines for 30 years. And even as it crumbled beneath him, his last flight was a celebration. In the airline industry, this last flight is called a Finney flight. And the capstone of it is the final landing. Pilots take great pride in landing. as opposed to the opposite. <laughs> but they take great pride in what they call painting a landing, getting just perfect, that delicate balance of momentum, trajectory, and gravity to get that heavy plane to slide onto that runway. That shows the art and skill of a pilot. So Dad's last flight went from San Diego to St. Louis, then to New York, LaGuardia. Air traffic control, under the influence of my sister, who is an air traffic controller, <laughs> gave him the best approach possible into LaGuardia, right up the Hudson River. The night was cloudless. The dome of the sky was full of stars reflected in the inky dark of the Hudson River. Yes. yes. The big 757 took a graceful left turn, and there was the Statue of Liberty on the left, and Lower Manhattan on the right. The World Trade Center, then the Chrysler Building, then the Empire State Building, and the hardened plaid of white headlights and red taillights on the grid of the city. Then Riverside Church on the right, and then a big graceful right turn over the Bronx, and there was Yankee Stadium. Boo, hiss. <laughs> but still beautiful, glowing under the lights straight ahead, and beyond that, the welcoming runway of LaGuardia all lined up, cockpit focused and quiet as they hummed through their procedures, dad in command in the left seat, 
the gear go down with that familiar thump. The runway fills the windshield right over the threshold onto the landing and bam! Bam bounce! Bam waddle! Bam shake! Lucky the masks didn't come down in front of us. And there I heard come from my dad's mouth the name of our Lord. <laughs> the name of God came to his lips not as a prayer, but as a swear, <laughs> characteristic of him. But then, knowing him as well, he chuckled, sighed deeply, and said, Oh well. I hope I can land this last sermon. I hope I can land this Finney sermon with God on my lips as a prayer and not a swear. We gather around an ending today, and in God's grace we know that God is as present in endings as God is in beginnings. God is just as present in endings as beginnings. God is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. St. John, the divine, teaches us. Endings with God are full of promise, new life, generativity, creativity, grace, redemption, new life. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. Genesis begins our sacred story, and Revelation ends it, not with a hard stop, but with a new beginning. The new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, joining heaven and earth, finally healing that gap we've created with God. And oddly enough, affirming human life in its most complex, diverse, battle-scarred, corruptible, historically burdened location in a city. And not just any city, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets all the day long, the city where Jesus was condemned and died, the great wounded city of God's heart, for me, reappearing here much like Jesus appears, with his wounds intact in the resurrection. God's project continues, not in a new garden of innocence, naivete, and childlikeness, but in an old battle-scarred city, burdened with history. That is where God chooses to meld heaven and earth at the end. Now, St. John the Divine was a pastor, and I resonate with him as a pastor. I connect with him as someone who loves and pastors a flock. We both live the commitment of loving our people every step of the way, through better for worse, richer for poorer, in sickness and health. John's people 
are facing unexpected endings. They are facing martyrdom. They're facing persecution, punishment for their intolerable nonconformity to the world as it is. John himself writes from prison. His fate is uncertain. What does he offer his suffering flock? What John offers is that God is Alpha and Omega, that God is as present in endings as in beginnings, and God is present in the form of the Lamb upon the throne. The Lamb upon the throne. The one who knows all of our suffering, having met his end in the same way as the martyrs, and having passed through that ending to new life, he has made a way for us through all of our endings to new life. The lamb on the throne is the paschal mystery of resurrection revealed as God's nature. At endings, John's people and our people here are not beyond the intimacy and promise of God in our losses, in our endings. Instead, we are in the paschal heart of God's presence. John is just giving good pastoral care to his persecuted people. He is encouraging them to faithfulness, to witness, to courageous nonconformity in a hostile world. And if I may be allowed to say so, we need such pastoral guidance in this moment, and we need Christians formed this way. Our world is desperate and despairing, in need of witnesses to another way of life. Our world is in need of followers of Jesus who bring hope and healing and creativity to the unredeemed world of despair, futility, and vanity. Our world needs us intolerably non-conforming Christians whose lives point to the Lamb upon the throne, non-violently loving liberating the good in life in all, and pointing only to him, to no other Lord, no other idol, no other end of this life. We are here and wherever we are to be found the depository of God's promise for this world. And every time we moan about the direction of our country, or the world, we need to ask ourselves, how am I moving into that space as a representative of Christ? Do I have the gospel on my lips? Do I have the name of Jesus and his good news to share? Am I a pathway to new life and hope for the despairing world around me that cannot make it on its own? So many have come this morning to say goodbye. 
and I am so grateful. We are here together to share an ending, and I am grateful. What is equally important to me, however, is that just as many people show up here next Sunday, that just as many or more people show up here at St. Martin's next Sunday for each other to live the new commandment and love each other in this place as I know you love to do. That is the heart of this place. Not rectors. Not rectors who come and go. Show up next week with love for one another with love for the mission you share, with love for this community, and most of all, with love of the God who sustains you. For today, today may be an omega, but next week, God will be your alpha, a new beginning of love and life and mission for you. That is my prayer for you. That is the prayer I want to end on and not a swear. In fact, I have two prayers, one I wrote and one that's better than that. My prayer for you is just this. Thank you, God, for the people of St. Martin's. Thank you, God, for the body of Jesus Christ in this place. By your Holy Spirit, make them strong witnesses, full of hope, promise, and godliness, living for the end of the world as it is, and for the coming of the new Jerusalem, where all may live the new commandment to love one another in complexity and diversity. And we pray it all in the name of the Lamb on the throne. Amen. And the second prayer, better than my own. Christ be with you. Christ within you. Christ behind you. Christ before you. Christ beside you. Christ to win you. Christ to comfort and restore you. Christ beneath you. Christ above you. Christ in quiet. Christ in danger. Christ in hearts of all who love you. Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. Amen.